Hello everybody and welcome once again to Retro Review with Rob and Terry. I am Rob. And this is Terry. And we have a special guest this week as we have welcoming back for her sixth appearance on the Retro Review with Rob and Terry podcast, none other than the lovely, talented, and unable to keep a straight face, Sarah Thompson. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me again. Well, it is our pleasure. We always love having you on the show. It always makes uh, a lot more fun when I have a partner to pick on Terry. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and uh, we're, we've got Sarah on because we are doing something that is uh, close to her heart. It is week five of our six weeks of small screen. And this week, look, fans, listeners, we've tackled some some stalwarts of the television industry. Friends, The Office, Game of Thrones, Lost, arguably four of the greatest television shows that have ever been produced. And we decided to follow that up with The Brady Bunch. Still syndicated 50 <laughs> years later. So you mean yes. the best show ever. Oh, oh. right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're taking on The Brady Bunch <laughs> this week, and this is Sarah's go-to <laughs> 4222 Clinton Way. That's the Brady's address. <laughs> oh my God, this has gone too far. Uh, we we didn't even scratch the surface, my friend. <laughs> You're probably going to find one of my takes a little disturbing. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> All right. But yeah, we're taking on Brady Bunch this week for week five of the six weeks of small screen. And we're going to have a lot of fun talking about all things Brady. And, uh,. We'll get into that. But we got some other stuff to get to first. Terry, the ever-dwindling list of people who are the same number of years as we have episodes. I've got four names that I think you may know of celebrities who are 94 years old, Terry. Bob Cousy is 94 years old. Oh, the uh, underhanded free throw. Yes. NBA legend. Ollie. The Ollie of the NBA. Yep. They allow that? What? They 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 did. Oh. I don't know if they could. I don't know if you, I don't know if it's technically against the rules or not, oh. but it's a very <laughs> Yeah. Let's put it this way. Nobody in the NBA wants to be that white. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> also, uh here's one Terry you may not like know because you are have an aversion to reading books, but um Noam Chomsky Oh he yeah, I read like ten of his books old. like last week. Yeah, he's a he's a uh, socialist writer. He's but he's a uh, very well known. His books are in academia, in heavy rotation. James Lovell is ninety four years old. Who's that? He's an astronaut. Ah yes, yeah. Apollo thirteen. Yes, yes. Now you say that. Once you said astronaut, but yeah, that was in the movie. Yep. And then every once in a while. Terry and Sarah, the universe grants us a perfect combination of physical appearance and life's work and meshes them in together in a way that is unforgettable, entertaining, and absolutely delightfully bizarre. And this has happened with one none other than the often imitated but never replicated Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Oh boy. Is 94 <laughs> years old. How is that woman not dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's all that 
good loving she's been, you know, talking about all these years. <laughs> Have you ever met anybody who looks less like a a sexual wellness therapy coach than Dr. Ruth Westheimer? Absolutely oh my gosh. Not. I still remember accidentally watching that like at <laughs> midnight down. one night while going to sleep 15, 20 years ago and I'm just like I mean, I just had this look like, what on earth am I watching? <laughs> it was bizarre. Yes, Dr. Ruth is 94 years old. Oh, my. And so, yeah. Oof. List is getting thinner and thinner and thinner. <laughs> Fun Dr. Ruth fact. I heard she was like an Israeli sniper in her youth. Early 20s or something. Oh, my gosh, this woman. <laughs> <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's look at some people who were born in '94. Terry, your favorite singer. Two of your favorite singers. Oh, really? Were born in 1994, and that's uh, Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. And and Harry Styles. Yeah. What what are the Bieber head or whatever? What are those called? <laughs> I don't even know. Believers. Believers. That's it. All right. Yeah, I'm a believer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry Styles, who's decided that you know. I'm just going to wear dresses every once in a while. Yeah, his fashion sense is a little interesting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, to say the least. Um, You guys probably don't know this guy, but you may come across him soon. A young man known as Preston Plays. Not at all. He is a YouTube star gamer. Uh, He runs around a lot in the same circles as like uh, Mr. Beast and them. So, um, Bad Bunny also was born in 1994. And... There's rumors he'll be making an appearance again at WrestleMania this year. So. Yeah, he was in that one year last year, year before, man. He was actually really good. It was like, dang, what the heck? This guy's supposed to be a singer? Right, right. Uh, singer Halsey was born in 1994. And uh, if uh, if I wasn't married to Crystal, I think I'd be married to Halsey. Halsey? <laughs> yeah. She's a... Uh, I don't know. She's easy on the eyes. I have no idea who Halsey is. <laughs> I don't either. I gotta see this person. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's. I don't keep up with this she's stuff, a... man. If they're not in a movie, I'm just like, who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek Henry was born in 1994. There you go. He's a beast. Joel Embiid. Uh, Ali Raceman was born in 1994. Uh, United States gymnast, Olympic gymnast. Ah, that's where I heard her name. Also dated... Uh, Colton Underwood, right? Colton Underwood, before he realized that that wasn't what he wanted to date. Yeah. <laughs> and before he came out of the closet. Yeah, Col- Jameis Winston. Yeah, Colton Underwood's from our that? hometown. Yes, from Washington, Illinois. And uh, Jameis Winston is not from our hometown. No. And he also was born in 94. Along with T.J. Watt, Tyreek Hill, and Todd Gurley. Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. How do you feel if you're Tyreek Hill this last week or so? I don't know, man. I mean, he can't be that unhappy. He's got a good team down there in Miami. I think they're only going to get better. So, right. more time Tua has under center. Uh, the less concussions he has, they'll be fine. But as elusive as Super Bowl wins go, he's got one ring with Kansas City. So, I mean, it's not like he hasn't ever had one, but... I think when you watch, I think it'd be hard. I'd be sitting there like, okay, I got more money to come down here, but yeah. look what they just did. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense and all, but man, I, I feel more worse for those guys who get traded away, like at the trade deadline, <laughs> away from right. the Super Bowl yeah. champion. Yeah. Whoever that guy was this year. Sorry about you. Yeah. That's, that is sad. That is very sad. Uh, well, that's it for our celebrity corner this week. And, uh, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. We've only got six weeks more on the celebrity corner, and then we'll have to find up some other way to waste time at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, we're stopping at 100. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, because I don't want to try to scrounge up one people who are 101 years old. <laughs> Slim pickings there. All right, well, we're going to get into some rants and raves now. I have only one rant this week, Terry. Tell us about it. Just one. Is that there is no more football on TV until April in the USFL. (laughs) Yeah, I have on my rants, one of them, no more football. (laughs) Those three (laughs) words, exactly. No more football. It's such a sad time. It's like the, you know... You have the big crescendo, the big, you know, the Super Bowl. And, and this year, we'll get to that when we get to raves. But now that the Super Bowl's over, uh, now we're in the long, dark desert until baseball starts up in full swing. We've got nothing but the NBA, and that is dismal. No, don't forget about the NHL. Is that a sports league? Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry to our pro hockey fans out there. <laughs> no, I, I have rants and rays involving the Super Bowl, and when, like you said, when yes, we get to that, so we'll we'll get to that. I have a rant this week, and it's Aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreat that he's currently on. <laughs> this, Did we have to bring back the Aaron Rodgers tool? Ah, uh, man, it's a special <laughs> episode ninety four moment here. Aaron Rodgers continuing his tool like ways of going on a darkness retreat to try to figure out who he is and what he wants to do with his life. This is, he's become the best commercial against ayahuasca. Is that what it was that he went and smoked? Is is that what it's? Yeah. I think I'm saying it right. Ayahuasca. Yeah, that's not true. He's become the best advertisement against ayahuasca that anybody could ever ask for. This guy is getting more and more mental every day. Do you remember those, uh, those advertisements, uh, the, I think it's a the anti drug campaign against crystal meth would be like meth, not even once. You remember those? Yes. Aaron Rodgers, not even once. Ayahuasca, <laughs> not even once. And it's just a picture of Aaron Rodgers with his dumbass haircut. And uh <laughs> Yeah. I think he needs to come out of this and go, you know what? This is really stupid. I'm retiring. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, almost like he's become a, like a parody, like a, like it's a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, it's one thing, like, to do this kind of stuff, but then keep that stuff to yourself, man, because you are just going to get ridiculed, like, to no end. Yeah, he's, uh, he's something else. And... Like I said, I'm conflicted about the fact that he likely won't be in Green Bay again next year because I want shots at him when he's in decline. I want the Bears to be able to beat up on Aaron Rodgers. He's tortured us for a decade, and I just want to—I want a chance to get revenge. I want to, you know, I want him to break his leg in a game and have the entire defensive line fall on top of him. Yeah, that would be hilarious. No, that's a little dark. That's too much. <laughs> I want to beat him. I want him to be beaten and pouting and throwing tantrums on the field. I want to see him suffer. 
Not in a real physical way. That's taking it too far. I shouldn't have said that. But I want to see him mentally suffer to where he's got to call up his old ex-girlfriend, Shailene Woodley, and come over and they can wear their Rastafarian hats and smoke their hiawaska and she can, you know, twirl his greasy, weird hair and tell him he's the best and he's amazing. <laughs> God, he is such a tool. Gosh. You don't have to hold him in, Sarah. Just let it go. You don't really look like you're having a heart attack. Yeah, she's laughing so hard that she's not laughing out loud <laughs> at that point right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Gosh. He sucks. Yeah, his descent into madness has rekindled my Aaron Rodgers contempt, and it's a delicious dish to revisit. Gosh. I, it's, every day I'm like, God, are you serious, dude? Yeah, so enjoy your stupid retreat, and we'll see you next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's do this then. Since uh, Sarah, did you have any rants this week? I do have a rant, yes. Let's hear it. Well, I was never invited to be a Brady. And... <laughs> it makes her sad. You mean on the TV show? Yeah. You weren't alive. <laughs> yes, but they made the movies. That's I mean, a big hindrance. They should have known. She could have <laughs> played uh, Cindy, dyed her hair blonde, and... She could probably work up a lisp if she tried. I did play Carol in a school play in eighth grade. <laughs> did you really? I did? Your school, your school did a Brady Bunch play? The no. Brady Bunch went bananas. The school didn't do it. You did it, right? This was in your basement, right? This was in your basement with stuffed animals. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, as I a, like, like a class project, not like the whole school. The whole school put it on? Yeah, it was a school play. Oh, it was a school play. <laughs> I thought you did it as like uh, you guys had to put on a quick skit with like a group of people. Nah, so I know it was a whole nah. school. Okay. I'm, I'm disregarding all this information because for the rest of my life it will live in my memory as Sarah in a basement with stuffed right. animals reenacting the Brady Bunch. I mean, that, that she saw as a claim that that didn't happen that cool. yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, sure, yeah. You, know, I, I, you have a right to be upset that you weren't on a show that stopped running 10 years before you were born. I agree. Um. I agree. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the validation. Uh. <laughs> no, I don't have well, any let's... real rants. No, that's real, Sarah. You keep that. That don't, is don't real. Yeah. Now. You live your truth. <laughs> live your truth. You identify as a Brady. Right. Who am I to say you're not exactly. a Brady? Exactly. That would be bigoted uh-huh. if I say you weren't a Brady. Absolutely, oh, yes. it would. All right, well, let's move on to some raves, and we're just going to jump into it with both feet. I thought the Super Bowl was fantastic. It was a great game. Um, a little bit of a ticky-tack call there at the end. You can depend, depends on how, you know, I guess which team you really wanted to win, because if you're an Eagles fan, you're furious. But if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, well, that's clearly defensive holding. That's you know, that's a violation. So you make the call. Do you make the call at that point in the game? That's on that? it's kind of I a, don't. Know. It's kind of a big stage. You shouldn't be making that kind of call there. That was one thing that annoyed me. It just took away, took the wind out of the sails at this epic finish. Because if they score or they kick a field goal or something right there, it's like, all right, now let's see if Jalen Hurts has got the stuff. Let's see if he can push him down the field like Mahomes definitely can. Let's see if he can be that guy. But we didn't get that. We got the laziest, lousiest, horrible, most ridiculous attempt at a Hail Mary I've ever seen. Oh, wasn't that bad? Oh, yeah. That was awful. He launched it. I'm thinking, 
you're like 70 yards away. I hope you got an arm that strong. And it falls short at like the 15 or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's pointless to even attempt that because there's a group of people who are going to converge on that ball. So whoever catches it's getting tackled. And that's it. Even if they did catch it, but it didn't even. Do you think people so slip? far out that they didn't even get to it because it was so short? Do you think his foot slipped and he didn't have a good base because that throw was off? There was something wrong with that, that throw. Field sucked. Right. I am not seeing yeah. uh, people trip and like hurt themselves on a field all year until this game. Well, that field reminded me of the field when the Bears played the Colts down in Miami, and how wet it was, and how sloppy that field was. Yeah. So it was not. It was not great. It was not in great condition. Yeah, it's astroturf, and it's funny we're talking about that. We got the Brady Bunch going on today. <laughs> well, that that Arizona field is not astroturf. What was it? It was turf. That's real. It's real grass. Well, it was pretty uh, short and crappy. Yeah, it was it was uh that's a natural grass field. In fact, what's interesting about that stadium is they can move the whole field. I saw that. In one piece out of the stadium so it can get better sunlight. Oh, so and then they move it back in. So it's not astroturf. The whole field. No, it's, it's that's natural grass. It's natural grass, but something about that grass sucks. Yeah, it was not it was the field wasn't in great condition. Let me ask you guys something. Have they ever <clears throat> excuse me, canceled or postponed a Super Bowl because of Weather or field? No. I didn't think so. Not yet. I didn't think so. No, I mean, uh, they've... I seem to remember there being one uh, briefly suspended for lightning. Oh, okay. But that might even be... That might have been a playoff game. That might not have been the Super Bowl. But I, there's never been a Super Bowl, like, postponed. Okay. For any reason. Yeah. Um, weather especially. Weather's not going to stop it unless there's lightning or, you know, a hurricane. something serious. Right. Yeah, see, and uh, by the time you get to the first, second week in February, hurricane season's done. Not true. Yeah. Right. And tornado season's done in most of the country, too. So. Um, so, but yeah, I think that they've played it in snow. They've played it in ice. Um, there was one game back in, I think, the 30s between the Giants and the Bears where uh, the field was frozen solid. And, uh, yeah, it was frozen solid. And they actually, the Giants team ran out, sent a guy to a local sports sporting goods store, and got regular tennis shoes oh, for them to put on. Yeah. And it actually, it helped them win the game because the Bears were still on those cleats and they couldn't get any footing at all. <laughs> and so it actually, it actually, it actually swung the game in the Giants' favor okay. for the championship. So, wow. Uh, yeah. That's a cool piece a bit of, of info. trivia for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the halftime show was fine. It was not as bad as the weekend. It was nowhere near as good as Dre and Snoop and Eminem or, you know, great ones that have been in the past. Even like J-Lo and Shakira yeah. or Prince or, you know, of course, you could reach way back Michael Jackson, even... Um, Katy Perry's, but this this was oddly very subdued for a. I mean, you had the great visuals of those uh, uh, platforms yeah. that were suspended in air, and the bravery of a clearly pregnant Rihanna yeah. being lifted up that high in the air on a platform. Um, yeah, that kudos to her. She put on. She she was. 
you know, there was no controversy. Well, there was one controversy. We'll get to that in a minute. But there's one controversy about our performance. But what I was surprised is they always have some kind of a special guest. Yeah. Somebody who's so surprised. And they didn't do that this year. And the whole time I'm watching, because I'm not a Rihanna fan, so I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, that's it's weird that she's wearing all red. It's, you know, uh, and those platforms are really cool. I don't know what the crap was going on with her, the dance squad, who looked like the Chinese spy balloons. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was no surprise. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can speak to that. And one thing I didn't realize is that that was her first performance in seven years. So they didn't. I, you know, I saw that after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. If she hadn't performed in seven years, they kind of want to make it all about her. And that was kind of cool. And the the fact that she basically announced her pregnancy during the halftime show as a Super Bowl is something that only she can say has ever been done. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, because Crystal and I were watching, I'm like. Chris was like, she's pregnant. I'm like, are you sure? I mean, you sure? Maybe she's just not. Maybe it's just that outfit, you know, because it's a little different kind of outfit. And but then there's a couple other spot, spots where you saw. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, she's definitely pregnant. yeah. Um, which made the controversy just a little bit weirder because I don't know if you caught this, and if you go back and watch the performance, you will catch it. And if you, you could probably zero in on this. But there at some point, she's doing a Michael Jackson crotch grab and then smells her finger. I didn't catch the smelling her finger part. I I caught the crotch grab, but I had. It's plain as day. If you want to pull it up on YouTube, if this you can, or if you're on Twitter, just look pull up uh, Rihanna uh, smell finger, <laughs> and it pulls up that exact part of the performance. Oh, and wow. Crystal and I both looked at each other like, uh, "What in the world just happened?" Hoping that the boys did not register. Uh, that at all, but yeah, if you want to go back and look at it, it absolutely happens. And uh, you know, I was like, well, okay, um, <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to do with that, Rihanna. So, was it an intentional dance move, or it was like yeah. she was trying to be slick? <laughs> I think it was a you know, just what? trying to get you know a little bit of notoriety. I don't know, I mean. <laughs> She's trying to do something, you know, that would catch people's attention. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, if it was you know, nothing but grown-ups watching, but I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God, oh, is, yeah. is Zeke going to ask me why she just smelled her finger? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was something. Terry, did you, what other Super Bowl thoughts did you have? Uh. That was it. Yeah, I was talking about the the dumb holding call and Jalen Hurts' Hail Mary. Those are the two main issues. But I did like the game. The game was enjoyable. I did have uh, Philly pick to win and uh, a couple different pools. And I had some DraftKings bets going. And I thought, hey, it was 5 bucks, Could pay out 400 And a lot of things on there happened. And one of my bets was kind of funny because I, I bet that Patrick Mahomes would throw over 249 yards. And that Jalen Hurts would throw under 249 yards. Well, Jalen Hurts threw over 249 yards and Patrick Mahomes did not. So it was exact opposite. And Yeah, Mahomes ended up with like, what, 241? Yeah, something. he was short, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I got Kelsey and A.J. Brown a touchdown right at the 
early on. That was part of my bet. All these things had to work out for the 400, and I got those touchdowns early, and I'm like, oh, dude, we got a chance here, man. They're running the ball. Isaiah Pacheco, that dude, if he was on any other team, he would be big-time headlines because Mahomes takes a spotlight from darn near everybody on that team except Travis Kelsey. And Pacheco, that dude, kid's legs are ridiculous. He is, and he's little, but he and but he can still push through guys. And it's like, wow, he's gonna be a megastar if he if they play it right. Right, and you know, here's the thing too, um, with the Chiefs' offense, he spreads the ball around so much. I mean, every game there's like nine different guys that catch a pass. You know, yep. or, or you know, and you have. All these, so I mean, it's it's gonna be hard for him to. You're right. He's he's a ton. It was a great game. I thought you're, you're right. The ending was not the 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 ending that it could have been. Um, but there was also some other highlights that outside of the game. For one, the Flash trailer got me extremely hyped. Yeah. to see that movie. There is that is a lot in a three minute period. I just. I didn't even know what to think. There was so much happening. It was like they, they're trying right. to take No Way Home from Spider-Man and take it to the nth degree. I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, it's uh, the you had you know, two different versions of Batman in the trailer because you had Ben Affleck, yep. and then you have, of course, Michael Keaton showing up later on. Yep. A flash of the 89 Batmobile, which really got me excited. I'm like, oh, look at that. Yep. And... Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely excited to see that movie. I had it was not one that I really had put a lot of thought into before seeing that trailer. Yeah, I knew it was gonna have Batman in. That was the extent of it. But it just looks like it's I way had more. Forgotten. It was out of my mind that Keaton was coming back to play Batman in that movie. I can, you know, just I hadn't thought about it, and I'd forgotten. And when I saw him, I'm like, that's Keaton. And uh, it was just awesome. so I was I was pretty hyped for that. Yeah, I didn't think uh, I didn't know Ben Affleck was gonna be in it, so that was a surprise too. Right. And it looks like they're going to have Superwoman in there, so that's going to be cool, and it's going to be her, his actual cousin. So that you know, but uh, yeah, so that was cool. Also, there was one other controversy surrounding the Super Bowl, and that's just because politicians are the worst people alive. <coughs> and you know, one of my favorite politicians is the Honorable Congresswoman from New York, AOC. AOC. Uh, the the commercial that aired there was two commercials that aired from the um he gets us christian group that they're doing the super bowl commercial one that was controversial apparently shows pictures of people photos of people who are arguing you know it looks like it could be in protest could be you know so anyway but it's like it's a a, 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 you know a a slideshow of people arguing and then it pops up a bible verse that said jesus loves the people you hate, and then you know, and then and then it's basically he gets us talking about Jesus, and you know, and and putting together, you know, trying to pro- to propel forward the way of thinking that we should love each other. Yep. Well, this is a terrible thing, Terry, according to the esteemable Alexandria Ocasio Cortez yeah. from the great state of New York, who tweeted immediately after the commercial aired. I think Jesus would not spend all this money on a ad during the Super Bowl to um, make fascism look benign. Okay. 
I mean, there's a million different things we can say about her spending habits. Oh, yeah. Her tax the rich dress at the Met Gala. Um, you know, the fact that she drives a Tesla and, you know, and, and, and just all these other inconsistencies in her life. But she is, and this happens whenever, you know, you see something that's even a hint of Christian that's blatant like that. There's always going to be people that come forward and say, well, Jesus would never do that. Jesus would never do that. I'm like, shut up. You haven't thought about Jesus in the last 15 years, and now you're going to try to tell him what you think he would do? Yeah. Oh, well. So, And the whole notion that, that that reminding people that Jesus loves everybody is just, that's fascism, Terry, according to the, you know, highly educated and super intelligent AOC from the state of New York. So I have to abandon my my worldview now, Terry, because AOC thinks that you know, love your neighbor as yourself, love your enemy, do good to them who hurt you, pray for them who spitefully use you. That's fascism, Terry. And you know, I don't want to be a fascist in the eyes of AOC. I don't know anybody who would want to. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's the worst. She's Democrat Trump, Terry, is what she is. She is Democrat Trump. They are the two. They are the same person. Yeah. One was born in, you know, the the Cheeto body, and one was born in the in the body of the the Latina from New York. But it's the same soul resides in both of those people, and it's black and it's dark and it's twisted. <laughs> uh. Do you know how much you know how mad it makes my family when I say that AOC is Democrat Trump? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it brings me great satisfaction to do. That. I, I still don't understand how everybody's all just like he's the second coming. I don't even understand. I know I don't get it either. <laughs> I don't get it either. But that's for another podcast, Terry. I do have one. Did you guys have other rays besides the Super Bowl? I have two of them. Yeah. All right, let's hear. Go ahead. Well, we talked about spelling bee last time we were on here. Yes. Uh, Ruby actually competed in a conference spelling bee, which was more of a practice bee for the next stage okay. and these are all the 8th graders and 4th through 8th graders but I think she was the only 4th grader there and uh, out of 28 kids of all the winners from all the schools she got 6 nice so, that's very good and she beat herself up afterwards because she, she was pretty sure she knew that word and didn't get it but she knows it now <laughs> she knows yeah. it now we've been working uh, with that app and the book, trying just trying to nail down a lot of these words, and so hopefully she does well at the next stage. Plan on taking the the test online tomorrow. Well, no, Friday, and so we'll see how she does, and wish her the best of luck. Yeah, for sure. All right, I, I, between the three of us. Yeah, I don't think Dante's got that much interest in. No. No. Yeah, I think he was excited to get through this level, but I don't think he has a real drive. Yeah. But then again, he didn't really have a drive on the first one. I think he's just, I think he gets a little stage fright. Yeah, yeah. I used to get, so, get, like, words wrong and spelling bees on purpose so that I wouldn't get looked at anymore by people. <laughs> so I didn't have to be up on the stage. And then you got Ruby up there happily just walking right up to it like it's the, the best thing ever. And can't wait to spell the next word. Uh but yeah, she she has definitely shown interest, and uh, she gets kind of bored with it after an hour, half hour, hour of me asking her. She's like, "Can we do? Can we right. watch some? Do something else? Watch a show?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine. We we've done like quite a bit tonight." 
but yeah she she really uh she wants to do her best and i'm gonna help her as long as she wants to keep trying i'm gonna keep be right there to help her with it and so is sarah right uh one more no i i i the same thing with dante I, he, i've got the app on my phone he he grabs my phone and runs through some of the words but uh I agree. I'm, I'm not going to... I don't want to be that dad who's like, oh, you got to be number one. No. Yeah, I want <laughs> no. to do the best you can and uh, and uh, enjoy it. It's supposed to be fun. I told her, I said, yeah. as long as you want to do this, I'm going to be here helping yeah. you and pushing you. If you don't want to do it, exactly. if you don't want to do your best, I'm fine with that, too. If, if it's not interesting to you, that's okay, too. Yeah. But she she wants to, so here we go. All right, one more. All right, you said you had another yeah. one. So we had Valentine's Day yesterday, and I text Sarah, and I said, well, I was going to get off early and surprise you and go pick up some steaks and bring them home and grill them, and I was going to use my Pottstown gift card. Well, I forgot I took them out of my wallet and left them at home. <laughs> so oh, I was like, well, no. so ruin the surprise. If you're out and about today and you see some steaks. <laughs> anyway, she picked up some New York strips, and I tell you what, just salt and pepper, on both sides and seared them up it was outstanding it was just so good i just haven't had a good grilled steak in quite a while and it was a very big uh, compliment to me when i noticed we're almost all done eating our steak and i noticed no one has touched the steak sauce i was like all right <laughs> oh that's a it's a sin my brother it's not a it sin it doesn't matter what i do it's a sin. it is if it uh, my brother right would put- my brother puts steak sauce on his steak no matter what. He doesn't even try it first. It's just automatically A1. Yeah. I'm like, God, you know, I season it. I consider myself to be a very good steak preparer. I'm very good at it. Um, and he won't even try it. He won't even try it. I can get it cooked perfection. I know how to, I use I use garlic, salt, and pepper mostly, but I have used other seasonings. Um, I like to use butter sometimes uh, while it's on the grill. And... Uh, but yeah, um, no. Yeah, A one is for hamburgers. Now see, what? <laughs> what? No, A one's good sometimes, <laughs> and it's like if you got a not a high quality steak or a piece of meat, then you, I mean you get what you get. Well, yeah, if you're getting the the round steak that you get for ninety nine cents at Walmart, that's been on the yeah maybe a little bit A one on that. That's what I'm saying. But uh, it was a New York strip, one inch thick. Didn't need it. It was great. Next time you cook for Zach, though. Hide the A1 and make him eat it. Well, it's not like I go have him over, have him at the house. It's always at my parents' house. Go in their fridge and hide the A1. <laughs> yeah. Say, no, you can't. <laughs> like I guess I said, they're out. <laughs> A1's for hamburgers. So, <laughs> this ties into yours. Um, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because I believe it's a made up stupid holiday. And uh, so. Ah, you sound uh, like my dad. Yeah. A little bit. I'm not as, as vicious as he is. He got a little... He seemed like he was a little heated when he made that post. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, and Crystal doesn't... You know, she, it doesn't mean anything to her either. But my rave is that today, February 15th, is actually the 16th anniversary of when I proposed to her. Oh. Because I proposed to her the day after Valentine's Day because I hate Valentine's Day and I didn't want to propose on Valentine's Day but I wanted to... All out of I was spite. ready to propose. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, screw you, Valentine's Day. I'll show you. <laughs> but uh, 
I knew I wanted to propose, and I didn't want to put it off any longer. So I'm like, I'm not doing it on Valentine's Day because that's I don't like that's dumb. But uh, so I waited till the day after. Nice. And so yeah, today is the 16th anniversary of of uh, me proposing to Crystal in her kitchen while she was doing dishes. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. romance right there. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Well, that's a uh, that's all of that. Then we got let's move on now. Terry, tell us about our Todd Beamer Hero of the Week. All right. Many employees of school systems leave behind important memories with their students, but for bus driver Patty Wrights, she principally leaves behind a memory of friendship and warm ears. Known as Miss Patty. The Clarence Central School District bus driver has crocheted 7,083 hats over three decades of service for the students and the school. Her career included years working in the elementary school's cafeteria, but she began crocheting in 2005 to pass the time while caring for her mother while she was in the hospital. Quote, I needed something to do, she said. Later, she took it up while waiting for the students to board her bus. Back on her first attempt at a hat, high schooler started it all when he noticed what she was doing. Quote, the one boy gets on the bus and he goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm making a hat. He said, that would be great going down ski slopes at Holiday Valley. So I said, what color would you like? And that started everything, she told uh, the news outlet. <clears throat> her specialties are either an elf hat with pom-pom or a sort of potato sack shaped affair with tassels on the corners. She uses colored yarn and buys it all herself, though she regularly receives gift cards and other presents, certainly around Christmas time. Quote, she cares. She cares about her students, said third grade teacher Deborah Bosworth. Quote, any student that I've had that has been on Miss Patty's bus gets a hat, and they also get a friend. Miss Patty is one of the favorites. Despite the tremendous amount of work that she's already done, Wright said she has no plan to stop with the hat making. The bus driver said she's already getting organized for next year's bus riders. Quote, I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore, she said. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of hats. That is a lot of yeah. hats. Jeez. 7,083 hats. That's insane. It's oddly specific, too. Yeah. So she clearly is keeping track, which is kind of cool, too. Yeah. Right. But... Uh, Sarah, do you know how to crochet? No, I don't. I actually wouldn't mind learning how. I I probably would like it, but I've never tried any of that. Yeah. I don't either. The closest I have to anything like that is I know how to make the, uh, the chains. Um, well, not chains, like the, I don't even know what you're called, but the, they're like yarn dressings for a Christmas tree. Oh, oh, you, yeah. You wrap the yarn around your fingers and then do it again, and then you pull that one over and end up making like a chain and it keeps going. Yeah. So I know how to do that. Yeah. That's the extent of my uh, <laughs> my knowledge in that department. As close as I got is stitching on my stripes on my uniform. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not a sew, but. That's about all yeah, I got. Like you, I know how to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, great for her. What was her name again? Miss Patty. Uh,. Miss Patty. Yes. Nice. Patty writes. Making the world better one hat at a time. Indeed. 
And you know what's crazy is those kids will always remember. I was going to say yeah. the same thing. Like they might keep that hat for their entire life and yeah. pass it down. And it's it's you know. and even if they don't keep the hat, they're still going to remember that yeah. she made it for them. Yeah. yeah, just this they'll they'll tell people about it when they become adults, and yeah. it'll be something that gets passed along. They are definitely unique hats. They are they definitely look homemade. But I mean, they okay. just uh, yeah. You, that it, makes it, it even it's cooler, really just I think, that, even makes it cooler because yeah. you know it's the the thought really that she put her time right. and effort in to make it for somebody. Outstanding. Well, Terry, she has made a mark on people. Yep. Let's talk about someone who's made a mark on the Guinness Book of World Records. Who's breaking records this week, Terry? Well, in the spirit of Valentine's Day. Uh, oh god! Uh, this can't be good. It's good. A South African woman and a Canadian man traveled to the Maldives to break the Guinness World Record for the longest underwater kiss ahead of Valentine's Day. <laughs> Sadly, they both drowned. <laughs> 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 but they did get the record. Fantastic, yes. hilarious twist. Oh uh, man, <laughs> Beth Neal and her fiance Miles Claudier. Uh, locked lips underwater in the Maldives on February 4th and kissed underwater for four minutes and six seconds. The couple... Bro- Holy cow! Four minutes? Yep, the couple broke their world... <laughs> I don't kiss like that on land! <laughs> they broke the world record previously held by Michelle Fucarino and Elisa Laziana, who... Fucarino? Ki- for real? <laughs> <laughs> who kissed underwater for three minutes and 24 seconds in 2010. The couple said that their successful record attempt came after three days of practicing. <laughs> They took the, took on the record in the pool at the Lux <laughs> South Ari Atoll Resort. Four minutes and eight eight seconds? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's insane. That's a long time to be underwater. Six seconds, but yeah. It's still, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Tom Cruise recently uh, had been practicing for that Mission Impossible movie, and he was like, yeah, I can hold my breath for like six or seven minutes now. And I'm like, good lord. I think I made it like 90 seconds once and about died. Yeah, uh, I think that would be what would happen to me, is I would probably just about die, too. Yeah, me and Alex all the time would see you hold their breath longer underwater, and we'd come up and just be gasping for air after like 50 to 60 seconds, usually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's uh, it's impressive. It's something. <laughs> you know what's not impressive? What's that? is the subject of Rob's hot take this week. All right. Now we took we took a week off. And so this this hot take might be a little bit old in terms of our rapid 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. But here's my hot take. It's time to get rid of the state of the union address. You think so? Okay. It is absolutely time. This has become nothing more than a ridiculous overwrought spectacle, which is not anything substantial about the country. It's basically a campaign speech for the sitting president. Yep. And it's a chance for our idiot leaders on both sides to either clap like crazy for stupid things because, you know, he's on their team, or to boo and, you know, you know, just sit there and not stand up in the other... It's such a charade. It's such a dog and pony show. It's embarrassing. And it doesn't accomplish anything. Nothing. Nope. All it is 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 the president, wherever president's in office, and every president has done this, participated in this, you know, 
theater of the absurd. And it's just, the president gets up and talks about the things he wants to do and brags about the things that he says he's done and it's happened every single time. And every single time, it is absolutely predictable what will happen. Half the room will stand up and cheer and act like this is the greatest speaker since, you know, Jesus Christ himself. And the other half will sit there like they're listening to the Antichrist trying to explain why he wants to come to power. And it's just old, it's annoying, and it, you know, it, 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 it captures the news cycle. Um... I just think that it's done. It's stupid. Yeah. And we should just get rid of it. I honestly couldn't care less. I didn't even know it happened. <laughs> yeah, you, you put it on YouTube and be done with it if you really want people to see it. Or Twitter and just leave it alone. Don't need to broadcast it on it used TV. To be that the pres- it used to be the president sent to Congress a letter, which was the State of the Union. You know, the way the things... and so, But that's not what it is now. Now it's just a show. And it's so disgusting... And because you realize that these are the people leading this country, people who carried like one Republican senator, or I think she's a congresswoman, maybe from Florida, I don't know where, uh, Marjorie Taylor Brown, were carried a balloon into the chambers because she didn't like the way President Biden had let the Chinese spy balloon float across the whole country, so she had a, a white balloon with her. That showed him. That showed everybody. Oh, I'm making a statement. That'll change yeah, things. Nobody cares. <laughs> Speaking of that dumbass balloon, I I just can't. I'm done with it. Although I did send Rob a very cool meme today that was of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers from Predator. It said, if it floats, we can shoot it. Yes, I just got that one when I got your other text, too. So. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's things like that that make it kind of fun. Is China telling the truth? Are we telling the truth? Who knows? I think they're all full of it. Who cares? I mean, if they are spying on us, who cares? They they got spies everywhere. They can open up Google Maps and look at anything they want. So that's what I was saying too. Who cares? Everybody, yeah. Unless they're like testing air quality or something, but even at that altitude, I don't think that's a reliable they're thing. What? Or surface temperatures, maybe like sixty thousand feet in the air, twice it the height of a, a aircraft, an airplane. And it's yeah, way so. up there. It's not going to see any better at the ground than a stinking satellite's going to see on the Google Earth. That was my point, too, was that, you know, we have satellites. So I don't understand what this is necessary. That's why I'm like, I don't know what this was. It is weird that they've been shooting down things here the last week or so. Uh, so I don't know what that's all about. Now, if it was tactically going over each of our military bases and dropping something covertly, that'd be one thing. But this thing was just floating all over the damn place, and no one cared. There, well, no, everybody cared. That's, I guess, that's the problem. Everybody thought it was the biggest deal, and they waited till it was over water so we can shoot it down just in case it's dangerous. Yeah. Meanwhile, they blew up a train in Pennsylvania and it's going to pollute the entire town and and the entire southeast, lower southeast portion of the United States because of polluting the Ohio River. But that's not a problem. Oh well. But they had to wait for the balloon to get out over water. Yep. So, are you following that train story? That's some scary stuff. I want to know why it had to do it over the water, anyways. I mean, how many times did that balloon go over rural areas where it's just out right. in the middle of the country, nobody's around? Just take it down. It flew over Montana for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah, had a lot of time in Montana <laughs> to get to the thing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, my. 
we get back just to close it out. My hot take is get rid of the State of Union address. It doesn't matter. In fact, if I was elected president, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that he has to appear before Congress to give the State of the Union. It's just a tradition at this point. Yeah. If I was elected president, I'd just be like, I'm, I wrote it. They, are, they, they give everybody the speech before he even gets up there. Yep. Did you know that? Every news outlet has it. Every member of Congress gets it. A copy of exactly what he's going to say. Oh. They need to be able to follow along. Yeah, like it's stupid. He's reading a book to him. <laughs> right. And the last two presidents probably aren't great readers. <laughs> so <laughs> <sighs> Joe Biden doesn't know who he is anymore yep. or where he is. Yep. You know, he's just waiting for somebody to take him off stage so they can change his depends and let him go to sleep and take a nap. Um, and then Trump he might not even be able to read. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be right up there too. And if he gets reelected for some dumb reason, he's going to be. Super old. I don't we, know. we don't need presidents. He's a, this old. Can you imagine Trump with dementia? Oh my god. Yeah. Bomb him. Yeah. Do it. Bomb the moon. I don't like how it's looking at me. Do it. <laughs> it's too huge. It'd be huge. It's huge. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of those waters because nothing good can come of that. Let's move on to the Brady Bunch. Terry. I know why you chose this, but was there a reason outside of the fact that you're married to the world's number one Brady Bunch fan? Not even a little bit. That's just where her heart lies, and I wanted to get her back on the show, and I told her we were going to do it someday, and when we had to do TV shows for six straight episodes, what better time? I told him it was a bad idea. I said, nobody is going to listen to that except me. <laughs> yeah, and it's great, but your brother listened to it. He yeah, I guess Nate will stuff. listen. Hi, Nate. <laughs> well, he's not listening now because he's a hockey fan. Right? He probably turned it off after <laughs> yeah. I made fun of the NH- NHL, yeah, so yeah. he's out now. Yeah, he's like, ah, suck it! <laughs> yeah, I don't like this guy. Turn it off. <laughs> Press unfollow. Unfollow. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, what is it, Sarah? Give me your pitch for why. Imagine if you would that I've never seen this show before in my life. And I tell you tell me, oh, one of my favorite shows is the Brady Bunch. And I'm like, Brady Bunch, I've never heard of it. Sell me the Brady Bunch. Believe it or not, I always used it as a kind of an anger management tool. <laughs> I hated their clothes and the way they acted so much that I would just scream at the TV and it was like an outlet for me. <laughs> Basically. So let me let me see if I understand this. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let me see if I understand this correctly. Yeah. You're telling me yes. that you rage watch the Brady Correct. <laughs> oh my god. Correct. You rage watch the Brady Bunch. Correct. Yes. Oh my god. This is a this is this is amazing. You, now you know why I had her on for this. <laughs> You are the only person I could ever imagine who would make that thing. <laughs> Boom. Ah, yep. February 15, 2023. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Rage watching the Brady Bunch. I can't imagine the levels of toxicity that would pour out of you if the Partridge family came on. <laughs> oh, I hated those fools. <laughs> oh, this is... 
I love to hate I'm the I'm so Brady glad bunch. you live in this world, Sarah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you exist. I really am. <laughs> Uh, I can't explain it any other way. <laughs> it's just... That is not the answer I thought I was going to get. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I have nostalgia for it, or, you know, this, 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 or this in my childhood. But no, you watch it because you hate it. Yes, them. yes, correct. Yes. No, I mean, there is nostalgia associated with it, too. You yeah. know, after school, that's what I watched all the time. Of course, it was reruns because I'm not that old. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just loved it. That was It was a part of my routine. To rage watch the Brady Bunch <laughs> after school. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm thinking about not even talking about it in my group right. because now it's going to be completely. <laughs> I trying to. I was trying to come up with stuff. I was like, "Well, Sarah's on the show. I want to make sure that." Oh you know, no, you can't face uh, I, me. I, I still, I still feel, I still kind of feel bad about the Dirty Dancing episode when we did the Mount Rushmore of chick flicks and you put GI Jane on there, and I was like, "I hate that movie." I still kind of feel bad oh, about no. that moment, even to this day. No, I'm mean to you too. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well like for for good I did have nostalgia yeah. as my number one good because if you see it now watching it again I just remember being a kid and watching it and it was always on because it was in the early days of of you know syndication and it was just it was everywhere yeah and it reminds me too of a time when there was and I get to use a big word here which Terry knows I love to do um it's the, it reminds me of the time of uh, the monoculture, meaning that they're all everybody recognized the Brady Bunch. You everybody knew who they were, and so you don't really have that with a lot of shows anymore. Like I know people who say, "Well, I've never seen Game of Thrones, or I've never seen Lost, or I never watched this or that." But there was a time shows like this where everybody had seen them. Mm-hmm. It seemed like so it was such a big part of the culture of the country. So that's like you know it's 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 familiar. You know, there's, there's, they're not pushing the envelope. So, it, you know, you knew what to expect anytime you turn on an episode. There'd be a minor problem, <laughs> very low stakes that has to be resolved. And, you know, they would resolve it by the end of the show. There weren't any cliffhangers of, you know, well, little Cindy might be pregnant. Oh now, God. wait a second. So, they did have a cliffhanger in the Hawaii episode. The Hawaii, that's <laughs> Don't right. even that was the start one. I with forgot the no about cliffhangers. That one. <laughs> I forgot about that one. That's right. The drama, the intrigue, the suspense. Oh yes, everybody was. Last up time the on the Brady Bunch. Ready to tune in for the next week. <laughs> Don't be selling my all this, and we, we skipped right over the stats. We uh, the oh yeah okay. yeah, yeah you know how we how yet. we usually do that uh, with a Brady Bunch. First episode premiered September twenty sixth, nineteen sixty nine, on ABC. Ran for five seasons and 117 episodes, and it ended March 8, 1974. And it starred Robert Reed as Mike Brady, Florence Henderson as Carol Brady, Barry Williams as Greg Brady, Maureen McCormick as Marsha Brady, Christopher Knight as Peter Brady, Eve Plum as Jan Brady, Mike Lookinland as Bobby Brady, Susan Olsen as Cindy Brady, and Ann B. Davis as Alice Nelson. And yes, I had to name them all since they're always the front nine people you see on the screen and their little tic-tac-toe board, Hollywood Squares or whatever, at the beginning of the every single and end of every single episode. That's a pretty iconic show opening. Yes. Those squares. Now, see, it's funny because I have 
and my bad, that earworm of a theme song. Because <laughs> once you hear it, it's stuck in your stinking head for a little while, and it, it keeps staying right. stuck in your head, and it just keeps on going. <laughs> and we even have an ornament that hangs on our tree. You hit the little button, dun 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 dun, dun here's the story, and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it plays through the entire song. It's the best ornament ever. Ruby loves it. Is that just is that just to bring out the uh, uh, the night the reindeer died mentality in Sarah so she can rage <laughs> sing Christmas carols? <laughs> oh man! Oh, side note, reindeer made me think of it. The night Santa went crazy by Weird Al, hilarious. Oh really? I it's heard from that the one. mid '90s. Hilarious. Give that a listen sometime. Okay. I will. Uh. Well, let's, I'm sorry I skipped over the stats to begin with. I'll go through some more of my good, and uh, I'll uh, because I, I I tried to to hype up this show. So let's get this in before we let Sarah explain more. I want more rage watching stories from Sarah. <laughs> uh, but I did appreciate that, and watching again, this is pretty early on for showing blended families. Yes, and. I thought that was very, you know, that was kind of forward thinking of them. Now, I don't know, Sarah, you're a much bigger fan of it, obviously, than I am. Did they ever say what happened to uh, the parents' spouses, Yeah, their, their former spouses? Yeah, Carol was divorced, and Mike uh, was a widow. Okay. So I wasn't sure. I didn't. I didn't really do any research on it. So there, I, I was. I'm surprised that they did use the divorce. Yeah. So um, yeah, they used that. It was still too uh, taboo the at the first... time. What's that? It was still too too taboo at the time to talk about yeah. that on primetime television. They were one of the first shows, right. if not the first show, to have both parents in the same bed. Okay. So that was another thing that they did. It, but they couldn't show their toilet. They could never show the Brady's toilet. You could see the Isn't tank, so but you couldn't see yeah. the toilet. And it's so weird, I know. The way, the I know way, the, the, way the things works. they could do versus. <laughs> you know, uh, Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball could not say the word "pregnant." Yeah. On yeah. "I Love Lucy," that's so bizarre, so bizarre. Um, <coughs> another good that I had uh, just overview of the show was it was it obviously was very family friendly. Um, anybody in the family can watch Brady Bunch. You know, from the youngest to the oldest. You're not going to be turned off by anything that's on there. Um, and that's very glaringly obvious when you put it in contrast, which most with... <laughs> this is funny. We're doing the Brady Bunch, this story of this family, this wholesome, you know, loving, caring, uh, suburban family. And lately, as we're, doing, well, as we're doing this podcast, you know, I'm in the middle of binging uh, Shameless. <laughs> oh, that's a good Netflix. one. And these... These are two very, very different families. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 a big contrast in how TV works now as opposed to how it did then. You know, primetime TV, they wanted to make it to where everybody, person in the family could watch. Now you have shows where you don't even get any warning. Even shows that are on primetime, you're like, even something like Celebrity Jeopardy. You know, when it comes on, something is should be as innocent as that. All of a sudden, you get these questions on here that are so leading that you're like, oh, my God, here we go. This is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's it's not grab your crotch and sniff your finger bad like Rihanna, but there's stuff on there that's just inappropriate. Yeah. I, I definitely, I've watched all those, those new Celebrity Jeopardies. And, yeah, there's a couple of times yeah. where I cock my head and I'm like, eh, 
I probably wouldn't have said that one. <laughs> yeah. But Brady Bunch was thoroughly and genuinely family friendly. And uh, another aspect of it that I appreciate was that they embraced the cheesiness of it and they just didn't try to run from it. In the same sense that like Full House did the same thing. Yeah. I mean, Full House was following the Brady template. Uh, and um, there was, when, when I say that there's, uh, they embraced the cheesiness, they didn't try to really tackle weighty subjects. Because that's not their, that's not their lane. Um, I think you see shows that, that that are one thing and they try to be something else. All of a sudden, is very always leads to bad results. All I can think of off the top of my head is the Saved by the Bell, and <laughs> when uh, she's like, "I'm so excited! I'm so excited!" <laughs> Terry got me a shirt that says that. <laughs> a little bottle of pills on the bottom. I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all I can think of oh, yeah. when I think of, you know, the shows that <laughs> don't stay in their lane. Yep. Oh, yeah. they, they we wanted to, It was an after-school special almost every other week on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. And uh, it was ridiculous. But, yeah, so I liked – and then uh, I liked the Brady Bunch. That's – there are good things about it. And as a parent, you know, I can appreciate now that that's a show that's uh, – Something my kids could watch. They probably wouldn't because they're already burned by YouTube. And if, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just going to be boring to them. But I grew up on it, and it was safe viewing. And so I appreciated it. And then, too, because of the wholesomeness of the TV show, it led to one of the most creative and artistic movie versions of a TV <laughs> show yeah. that you'll ever see, where they actually, you know, kind of lampooned how wholesome it was yeah. and how family friendly it was and they played that for laughs and I thought that le- that was a genius moment by the makers of that movie yeah. made possible by the fact that the show actually was everything they were parodying yeah exactly it just yeah. how it wouldn't work in these day, this day and age exactly exactly right. the same yep <laughs> this uh, is a you, you had that <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name's not Jack <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh. It, you had a lot of good. I got one good here. It said, uh, and I, I said I kind of dig the layout of the house. It was groovy in a far out kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> Terry, don't ever do that again. That's a quote from the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> You're really groovy in a far out kind of way. <laughs> yeah, the house is cool. Um, it, it, you know that the kind of and did do you think Mike designed that house? Oh, he had to. He's the architect. I think that was in a storyline. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure he okay. supposedly did that. No, I thought it looked cool. Like you walk in, you got this real nice big living room. Got the fireplace there. You got these unique stairs that go up this way, and then you go right. in. There's a kitchen, and then you got the little eating area, and then you got like the nice family room over here. Then it's the backyard. It, I mean, I just thought it was kind of a cool layout. The kitchen looked pretty cool too. Yeah, it's definitely a nice looking house, and uh, although here this this ties over into my bad, but just because we're talking about the architect, Mike must have been a great architect. Yep, because he's supporting a wife, six kids, and a live-in maid. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mike better. Mike's got to be banking. He's got to have it going on. So yeah, you think he'd be a partner at his firm, whatever it is? Is he a partner? I don't know. I believe he's a partner. Yes. Was there a very special episode where he makes partner? <laughs> 
There was an episode where, uh, who was it? Peter or Bobby forgets to bring his blueprints. Or that something. would be Greg. Gre- oh, it was Greg. He it was, was Greg. Okay. He was working for his dad and he lost the blueprints. Oh, yeah, on the big. But I. I the big one. Let me make my prediction. They found him before the end of they the show, did. though. They did. <laughs> Surprise. Okay. Thank God. It's a miracle. <laughs> oh. Sarah, what was your good? You rage watched this well, show. You've got to have some good. Oh though. yeah, I mean, okay. Regardless of the rage watching, you know, there was something safe about it. There was yeah. something that made me feel secure. I think it's a comfort it. show. It's one of those shows that it anybody is. can put on. If there's nothing else on back in the day, you, you could put on the Brady Bunch, and you knew it was it was fine. It was like I can watch this. Yeah, I, I I don't need to be shocked or awed or learn anything. There's not. It's uh, mild. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to be paranoid about when you're watching the Brady Bunch. Right. Not, no. I mean, <laughs> unless you're trying to get taller. Right. If you if you don't like getting, you know, if you've got a dance coming up and someone's throwing a football in the house, right. You know, then you have something to be worried the about. Big man on campus, Doug Simpson asks you to. The- so stupid (laughs) or harvey klinger the bug guy wanted to take you out you know the fact that you know these names i i will remember these names for my entire life what was her dog's name (laughs) what what was her dog's name tiger yeah and the tiger that was in the show actually i think got hit by a car yeah he got hit by a truck on the studio lot and they still had scenes to film, so they brought in a different dog that looked just like him, but he wouldn't follow any commands, and the <laughs> lights freaked him out. <laughs> now, you said you said the, the original tiger was hit by a car. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I got a feeling that may have been suicide. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> tiger tiger wanted out. With those like, idiots, that, with those dumb clothes. Crazy. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Tiger gave up the fight. Gosh. You're right, though. It is. It is. I like the word you use there. Is safe. Yeah. It's. It is. It's like it's. It's you know comfort food. It's like you do. It's, there's no calorie. It's just empty calories. You're not getting nutrition out of it. You know. You're not trying to fill yourself up. It's just. So, it's popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's just. You're just munching on it. That's all. <laughs> One time, my brother said. <laughs> I watch Andy Griffith at night because I know no one's going to break into my house while I'm watching <laughs> 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 kind of the Brady Bunches, too. You're not going to, you're definitely not going to get murdered watching the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I got to question the logic there. I don't think the people who are breaking into your house know what's on your TV. It speaks to, let alone it care. It speaks to the level of... <laughs> The, how well the show is made transports you back in time when you don't have to worry about all that garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I did not realize that, that was a benefit of the show that makes you uh, burglar proof. Absolutely, oh, yeah. it is. So, all right. I'll definitely have to turn it on. We don't live in a great right. neighborhood. I'll have to have that on nonstop at night. <laughs> gosh. You can't come in here. I'm watching Brady. You're button. watching <laughs> it or something. Oh, man, I'm You're sorry. You're getting murdered. My bad, dog. I'll leave. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, other good. Did you have other good, Sarah? Uh, I did not. No, I'm just kidding. I okay. No, I, I just loved the show all around. I really did. Um, Do you have a favorite episode? Oh, 
probably the Grand Canyon one. Where they, okay. where they meet the gold prospector and he locks him in the jail and all that stuff. Which was actually Thurston Howell from uh, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Gilligan's yeah. Island. Yeah. Okay. So that was probably my favorite out of all of them. I like right. the one where Joe Namath's on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, they had a lot That's of guest right. stars on there. And a lot of them, uh, Don Drysdale, Don, Don Drysdale. I think, and... Yeah. Uh, who just um, happens to know Mike Brady? Yep. Yeah, they all knew Mike. <laughs> well, like I said, he's got to be a a very talented architect to afford the lifestyle that he's living. So maybe celebrities do yes. know him. Maybe he designs their house. Yeah, yeah. It could be Brady Bunch is set in California, yeah. right? Is it a- L.A. adjacent or close to L.A. or where is it supposedly set? I'm not even sure. Actually, I, I'm what you no, don't know? Not. Um, I'm so disappointed. I know. That's all right. She's going to find out for us. Uh-huh. And uh, But yes, just all the guest stars on there was pretty cool. It was just kind of like, oh, what the heck? Desi Arnaz Jr. Here? was on there. Yeah, um, L.A. Yeah, there was. they had a lot of people on there. Yep. Yep. They okay, were based in says, L.A. It says no city was ever specified, but it was presumed from references of the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Rams and stuff like that, that it was near... Los Angeles. Well, the Rams didn't play there then. I guess they did. They played there, and then they left, and then came back. So, yeah. Now they're there again. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think I really have a favorite episode. <laughs> the one where Alice gets busted with crystal cooking crystal meth. Oh, yeah. That was a good that one. Was probably, that was my favorite. Yeah. When she breaks bad. Oh. <laughs> she breaks bad, and Sam, the butcher, you know, becomes her dealer. She he plays Jesse Pinkman to her Walter yeah, White. He's put him inside <laughs> of the <laughs> Italian hoagies at the butcher shop. Which <laughs> yeah. shakes at him. Science. <laughs> uh, I I guess I'll go into my bad. Um, I gave the one about I, I have it as a bad that Mike would have had to have been a great architect to support his wife, six kids, plus a living housekeeper. I think the in bad I also put this on it just because this is a product of how. You know, it was just, I think it was overexposed. Oh, yeah. I think if I had to pick a bad, for a while, there's stretches there where you're like, God, anything but the stupid Brady Bunch. You know, it, you know, especially, you know, limited options on your TV as a kid. You know, the fact that it was, seemed to be always on, it'd be like, oh, come on, can we watch? I'd rather watch anything than the Brady Bunch for, an, I've seen this episode 35 times. Yeah. And uh, so I guess I had that as a bad. Did you guys have any bad? Yeah, sometimes when watching this, I don't think the kids on the show have a single brain cell in their head. Uh, and this is the 70s. There ain't no way that those parents were that mellow with all the different ways that their kids screwed up. They yeah. always like, now, <laughs> really, okay, Greg, I mean, do you really think that was a good idea by doing this? I don't think you should have done that. I hope you learned a valuable lesson here. <laughs> That was certainly not my childhood experience. Nor mine, nor hers, <laughs> nor any other human. Right. Especially back uh, then. Were the were were Mike and Carol Brady the forerunners of the uh, latchkey generation? Where basically kids were just left, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of parenting done? No, I don't think so. Carol was always home. She... And Alice was always there, yeah, too. That's true. So. Yeah, you know what? That's funny you mentioned that. The fact they have a maid, despite Carol not working at all. <laughs> well, she was Mike's 
maid and she t- helped take care of the kids before um or after his wife died so what and is- so then he didn't want to get rid of her yeah so what does carol do Nothing. Exactly. Just <laughs> girl don't do nothing. <laughs> Just sits there and reads her book and drinks her tea. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Lazy Carol. Yep. Okay, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, she's not. She doesn't do anything. She's not even like got a side hustle or something to keep no. her busy. What does she do no. all day? Picks out decorations and <laughs> watches soap operas. <laughs> Gosh. Alice, come in! You're not gonna believe what's happening. As she comes in, sweating, vacuuming, and <laughs> scrubbing the floor. Uh, well, here, let's let's just go down this little trail. Would you ever consider ha- hiring a live-in housekeeper? If it was Alice Nelson, yes. Other than that, absolutely not. I don't. No, no matter even if you had. I don't want- really want to share my house with too much of anyone for too no. long. Crystal, Crystal peeked through the window and she's just nodding her head emphatically. <laughs> yes, yes, she, she would. would. <laughs> I wonder if she would feel the same if she was like, you know, if the, the live-in housekeeper was 19, um, or looked like a swimmer and wore nothing but yoga pants all the time. Halsey, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, yeah if, Halsey, <laughs> if Halsey was the live-in housekeeper. <laughs> I think she might change her mind. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to share my house with anybody for a long period of time. No. Just, just family. But Alice would be. All right. Yeah, and how sad of a life is that? That was my bad. I I really okay. did not. They were good to Alice, but she was always kind of an afterthought, and she was always in that uniform. And I, that yeah. is ridiculous to me. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. You know, Alice, you don't have to wear that, I just, right? <laughs> I just thought they were kind of jerky to her. and uh, it, would be, it would be funny if that was the whole thing, is that, that they like, we told her she could wear whatever <laughs> she wants. She's been wearing the same outfit for 20 years. <laughs> she washes it and presses it every night. Yeah. I mean, they did have one episode where the kids were actually, like, actually did turn on her and she left and everything. But I think that they were subtly kind of garbage to her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crystal heard me talking. Heard me talking about you know of, of you know if uh, the maid was a was a swimmer, twenty year old, nineteen year old swimmer, and she just showed me a picture of Leah Thomas. <laughs> I don't know the trans swimmer from that was uh, in controversy. There you go. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? You know what I'm do talking now. about? No, I okay. do. Hired. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. Also, yeah, too, and and what's the deal with uh, Sam the Butcher? How long is Alice going to have to sit there and wait for this guy? You know, the the phrase is either crap or get off the pot, right? Yeah, he was no good for Alice, I didn't think. You got really serious there. You've put a lot of fun. What did you do? gave her the best prices on meat. That was it. Didn't (laughs) they go out on dates? Ah. He invited someone else to the bowlers thing or whatever that he was going to. And that made me bad. Controversy. <laughs> oh, oh <boy>. gosh. <laughs> yeah, that made me mad. I think she deserved better than Sam. 
It is very. I can't imagine. That's got to be a very sad, lonely life to be uh, a live-in servant. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. She's a live-in servant. Yeah. And uh, your 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 whole life revolves around the lives of these other people that aren't even your family. Yeah. She lived in that little room off the kitchen. Yeah. What the heck? (laughs) Well, Carol just sits there eating bonbons all day like she's Peg Bundy. (laughs) Ridiculous. All right. Did you have any bad terror? Yeah, I just said them all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have one ugly. And here's where I might lose you, Sarah. Go for it. So I'm prepared. Not now. I'm, I'm prepared for the onslaught because the rage is simmering underneath the surface. <laughs> I mean, you watch this show to to harness your rage. So I can only imagine if I say something that is truly offensive to you in regards to this show, <laughs> the tsunami. <laughs> Of intensity that may pour forth when I tell you that my ugly consists of two words, and those two words are Cousin Oliver. That is one of my two uglies. He what a waste of space that kid was. was. that ever happened okay. to that show. He was a waste of Oliver space. <laughs> Gosh, he was so stupid. Like, why, did, why is this loser here? Nobody liked him. He was a little mutant. <laughs> Uh, I kind of thought that's oh. how you were going to feel. <laughs> I just made a guess. Gosh. But, uh... Yes. So I was playing it up because I wanted you to think it was going to be something you disagreed with, but I had a feeling you didn't like... It was. He's. It's a It's a trick that shows you, you know, when they're running out of ideas. Yeah. Um, they'll introduce another kid. They've done it on other shows. They did it on the Cosby yeah. show. They've done it on, you know... I mean, even on The Office, Jim and Pam's Babies. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. They've done it on different shows that, you know, they're running out of ideas when they start bringing in other new Oh, yeah. He was toward the kids. the end of the show, and he didn't yep. last Season five. long at all. Yep. Which is... So, yeah, Oliver was awful. Absolutely. Yeah. And just a terrible child actor, too. I mean, you don't want to make fun of him. He's a grown man now, so I can make fun of him. But He's a terrible, he's a terrible grown terrible man, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- my favorite episode's one where uh, Greg and Peter show him how to hitchhike and go find his own home and how to live on the street because you're not nobody wants you here. First, they get him addicted to crank, so he has to right. go and work it, work the corner to pay for his trip. <laughs> uh, he really was a jinx. That's that's what he always called himself a jinx. He was oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah, he was in my ugly too. <laughs> Okay. Well, Terry, you said you had another ugly then. When they would mow the AstroTurf backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why? You weren't supposed to know it was AstroTurf. How did that get past the showrunners? There's a lot that got past the showrunners, believe me. Lots of mistakes that were made on this show. Well, now, is that... Is it... it AstroTurf in the show, or do we just know that it was AstroTurf I, because I it's not grass the there. I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was supposed to be grass. <laughs> you think they want? They were in. They're asking us to believe that that was actually grass. Yes, in their I, yes. that's what okay. I think. Yeah, but even though it clearly wasn't, very not clearly. even on any realm of possibility, unless you got the worst vision possible, would you believe that was grass? Well, you know, it's, people's TVs were smaller back then, and you sat farther away from them, so maybe it just they just wanted something green. And also, if it was real grass, it wouldn't be ready for mowing because it's so short. It was already anyway. short. Well, it's like 
Yeah, it's like it's like the green on a yeah. golf course. <laughs> yeah, but no, I I think at that time they really did want us to think that it was grass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a very uh, yeah. That's because their yard was was uh, as for as big as that house was. That yard was pretty tiny. Yeah, yeah. it was flat too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sarah, did you have any other ugly? Uh, the uh, reuse of their clothes over and over again. You know, I thought Sherwood Schwartz could throw in a little extra money to, you know, expand the wardrobe a bit. But no, they'd wear the same stuff all the time. Different kids would have the same shirt on in different episodes. And they were all horrendous. But, yeah, I... You would, but then you got to think about it, though. Did they just do the laundry and just end up wearing it another day? As hand-me-downs, maybe? (laughs) The Brady's wore hand-me-downs? Oh, did they wear each other? I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's put all that money. He's got, got, you know, feed seven, he's got to feed eight, nine people. Uh Nine people in that house. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah. So, oh, yeah. All right. Uh. Well, did you guys have any other thoughts about Brady Bunch? Terry, you got facts, I don't do. you? I do. I got quite a few of them. All right. Well, let's get to those. These came care of mental floss. Okay. All right. You could have just asked me. You know that, right? That's true. <laughs> I, well, I did mention a couple of these last <laughs> night to her, and she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'll get to that. Uh, the concept originated with a newspaper statistic. A concept of this show. Quote, it's very rare that a writer knows exactly where his ideas come from. Uh, quoted producer Sherwood Schwartz. Quote, however, in the case of the Brady Bunch, I know exactly what inspired that show. It was just a four-line filler piece in the Los Angeles Times. Just a t- statistic. It said that year, 1965, 31% of all marriages involved people who had a child or children from a previous marriage. It was just a statistic, but to me it indicated a remarkable sociological change in our country. 31% is approximately one-third of all marriages. That's a huge statistic. So it gave him an idea for a TV series called Yours and Mine. He shopped his script to three major networks, but was turned down each time. Three years later, United Artists released a film called Yours, Mine, and Ours, starring Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda, which told the story of a widow with eight children who married a father of ten. The film did well at the box office, and suddenly ABC was interested in Schwartz's script, which was then called The Bradley Brood. Okay. That is kind of... Not the Brady Bunch initially. The Bradley Brood. Doesn't have the same ring. Not even a little bit. All right, give me another one. Hair color played a factor in casting of the Brady kids. When casting the six kids, Schwartz wasn't yet uh, yet sure what the parents would look like, as those actors hadn't yet been hired. So his goal was to have a total of 12 child actors in reserve. Three blonde girls, three blonde boys, three brunette girls, and three dark-haired boys. It was presumed from the get-go that the parents would have contrasting hair colors and that their offspring's locks would correspond likewise. Naturally, strawberry blonde Mike Lookinland was Schwartz's first choice for the role of youngest son Bobby, but when brown-haired Robert Reed was cast as the dad, 
Lokenland had to endure his hair being dyed a variety of colors so that it looked appropriately dark under the harsh studio lights. Susan Olsen, who played Cindy, was naturally blonde, but not light enough to suit the producers. Olsen's hair was regularly bleached to give her that adorable, uh, is that toe head? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look on camera. Unfortunately, the process eventually caused clumps of Susan's hair to fall out during season two. She tearfully presented her case to head honcho Schwartz, who immediately ordered the staff to leave Cindy's hair alone. Wow, that's kind of sad. <laughs> but yeah. Well, child actors faced a lot more back in the day than they do yeah. now. They sure did. There yeah, were, there's some horror for stories them. about right. child actors. Gee, well, yeah, it's really like yes, Harlan. Yes, that's exactly. The horror stories you hear about yeah. her. Oh, my gosh. That's who came to mind when you said that. Mm. All right. Cindy's lisp was real. Cindy, Susan Olsen's endearing real-life lisp was incorporated into an ep- the episode A Fistful of Reasons, in which mean old Buddy Hinton Buddy teased Hinton. her with the that age-old playground taunt, baby talk, baby talk, it's a wonder you can walk. Olsen worked, Olsen worked <laughs> regularly with a speech therapist until the age of 19 and ultimately underwent surgery to help correct her lazy S. I think she still has it as an adult when I've seen Does her she? in that didn't, interviews that surgery and didn't stuff. Fix it? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't think it's as pronounced wow. as it was then, but... Uh, yeah, I think, still I think there, she still has it. Alright, you'll like this one. I don't know, did we already talk about him? You asked me about it, and I, I, I gave yeah. you the name off the top of my head. Alright, for the role of Mike Brady, there were a number of men Schwartz wanted to interview, including Gene Hackman. What? Yep, he was almost Mike Brady. He was who he wanted. Yeah, Schwartz said Paramount wouldn't even okay Gene Hackman for an interview because he had a very low TVQ. TVQ is a survey that executives use to determine the audience's familiarity with performances. TV executives don't admit to the existence of TVQs, but it is commonly commonly employed in casting, Schwartz said. They finally chose Reed because he was already under contract to Paramount, and he had a certain amount of marquee value because of his co-starring role on the popular legal drama series, The Defenders. The year after the Brady Bunch debuted, unknown Gene Hackman with no TVQ starred in The French Connection and won the Academy Award for Best Actor and has been a major star ever since. Thank God he didn't end up on the Brady Bunch because we may have missed out on his career because I don't know if you can go be Gene Hackman after being Mike I Brady. I wish he would go Gene Hackman on the Brady Kids. <laughs> <laughs> can you see him? We're going to run to pick a fence at him. So. <laughs> this, I'd love to see yeah. Gene Hackman yell at those kids. That'd be good television right there. You're right, though. He would not have been the same Gene Hackman. No, he wouldn't have escaped no. that. We never saw the guy who played Mike Brady really do anything. We never saw any of the Bradys do anything really great after no. this. No, not really. They had a bunch of spinoffs, but they were all just cheesy, yeah. short-lived things. They were clinging to their childhood fame for most of their adult lives and playing off of it. Right. That's what pays their bills. Exactly. All right. Like many teens in the 1970s, uh, Barry Williams, who played the eldest brother Greg, was known to occasionally partake in some illegal substances while hanging out with his friends. After sparking up one afternoon on his day off, Williams received a call from the studio that certain scenes of the Law and Disorder episode needed to be reshot. Barry dutifully reported to the set, 
but it became obvious to all present that something was not quite right with the Greg Brady. <laughs> Aside from his stumbling over nothing in the driveway, <laughs> yep. there was a glazed look in his eyes and a stilted delivery of a few of his lines regarding Dad's purchase of a boat that tipped the producers off and caused furious rewrites to reduce Greg's part in this episode. <laughs> oh, wow. I bet they weren't <laughs> Well, he, it was his day off. He thought he he could get messed up a little bit. <laughs> Shame on him. Oh, well. All right. More Barry Williams here. In his book, Growing Up Brady, Barry Williams wrote that he and Maureen McCormick shared their first kiss while in Hawaii filming a three-episode story arc during the show's fourth season. The relationship was at its hottest and heaviest around the time they filmed the final episode of that season. A room at the top. The scene where Marsha and Greg were sitting on her bed together arguing over who should get the attic room took hours to film as the director kept having to yell cut due to the actors getting too cozy on camera. <laughs> Lloyd Schwartz finally had each actor make a fist and place it in between them as they sat on the bed and instructed them to maintain that amount of distance from each other at all times during the scene. That is ridiculous. Wow. So he was going back and forth okay. between Marsha and Carol. That's what I was going to ask. Is that that yeah. was true, right? Yep. That he okay, yeah. That he was having a little thing with the mom Correct. too. Correct. <laughs> <Skip>. I know. <laughs> and the lesser known fling that he had with Alice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you got. That's where the band got its name, Alice yeah. and Chains. They were into some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I All thought right. she was actually really pretty, like in her uh, like headshots and stuff like that for other things. Yeah, she had won you know, an Emmy she... back in the '60s for something else. I'm not sure what, but she was a known actress. Yeah, it's the only thing I know her from. Does she have a catchphrase? Uh was there a certain thing she said all the time? I don't remember. I don't know. There, I mean, there were several catchphrases on the show, but I don't. She had as far look. as just for her, I don't remember. Okay. Because she was the sidekick, and, and sidekicks were, you know, uh, have always been a staple of sitcoms. Yeah. You know, you had, yeah. I don't think so, Tim, from Al Borland. And, yeah. You know, Mr. Wilson, you know, with his, just his eyes above the fence, and, you know, Urkel, and, you know, did I do that? And, uh,. All these others. I just wondered if she had anything that was like signature that she. I'd have to think on that a little bit more. I don't recall anything off the top of my head that was repeated from her. Okay. All right. For our next fact, we got Barry Williams, Mike Lookinland, and Maureen McCormick were all excellent vocalists, while Eve Plum and Susan Olsen could both carry a reasonable tune. Christopher Knight, on the other hand, is the first to admit that his pipes were a bit on the rusty side. When asked to cite the most embarrassing thing he ever did, Knight didn't hesitate in responding. Singing, by far, it was traumatic. Knight was encouraged to lip-sync while the other kids sang in the musical episodes. It was decided, however, that his lack of vocal prowess could be played for laughs in the Do-Re-Mi episode. <laughs> Peter's voice had begun to change, and Greg incorporated his cracking and squeaking into the song Time to Change. But poor Chris couldn't even manage to hit the wrong notes properly, and his lines in the song were actually dubbed by producer Howard Leeds. That whole episode where my voice changing was them just pointing out that I couldn't sing, said Knight. My first experience with depression was that week. <laughs> that episode has got to be 
That's probably the cheesiest oh, it ever it's got. It's the most ridiculous episode ever. It's so <laughs> cheesy. Oh, yeah. It's stupid faces when he's saying that microphone. <laughs> he just straight up cannot sing. Shake. <laughs> you think the Jackson 5 just got mad and started kicking their TV when they saw that most episode likely. air that they were getting ripped off so blatantly <laughs> by the Bradys? <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> All right. Eagle-eyed viewers may have noticed something odd about the Jack and Jill bathroom the Brady kids shared. It was missing a toilet. Television networks still have strict rules about showing a porcelain toilet bowl on screen during the Brady years. In, in order to avoid costly, tricky camera angles, the producers opted to forego a commode altogether in the bathroom shared by the kids. So they, I'm guessing this one on the floor or in the trash can or something. <laughs> Out on the AstroTurf. Out on the AstroTurf, yeah. <laughs> Pick it up with a pit pooper scooper. That's such a weird thing to be hung up I about. I know. You know, I, I mean, it's it's weird enough that you know that a married couple can't say that they're pregnant. That's weird enough that that's somehow too risque. Here's something we need to think about, but, though. Fifty years from now, what are people fifty years from now gonna look back at that we think is bizarre and weird? Totally fine, though, that in 50 years. Who? God only knows. I mean, right now, we don't know who... We can't tell what is a man or a woman. God only knows what it's going to be like in 50 years. Oh, you mean you guys thought it was weird that people married their pets? I mean, what's wrong with you people? You're so uptight. <laughs> so, That's what I'm saying. Oh, I didn't know you could marry pets. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. I just gave her an idea. Yeah, we're going to have a polygamous marriage here. <laughs> Polyamory with the puppies. <laughs> I guess they just call it puppy amory. <laughs> you pickles. All right. Oh my goodness. Take this dog, mom. <laughs> oh gosh. Moving on. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> According to Lloyd Schwartz, Christopher Knight was unable to hit his target when filming the crucial football tossing scene, and the subject was noses also known as the Oh My Nose episode. So Schwartz stepped in off-screen, threw a perfect spiral, and pegged Maureen's nose with a pigskin in one take. They actually hit her with yep. the football? Yeah. I'm sure Oh wow. I'm sure it was probably a little deflated and not a <laughs> regulation size, fully inflated ball, but probably didn't feel good. No, I don't think that would have felt good at all. Childhood actor. I mean, if you get hit with a Nerf football right in the face, if it's thrown, I mean, it's gonna you'll feel it. <clears throat> okay, wow. So, all right, Marsha got tagged. Huh? <laughs> Indeed, she did. <laughs> two more facts. Uh, I don't know if I can handle two more. This is too much. <laughs> Brady Bunch was never a Nielsen hit during its original run. In fact, it never managed to crack the top thirty shows. But it did well enough to run for five seasons, which gave Paramount enough episodes to sell as a package for syndication. The syndicated reruns were often shown in the late afternoon, which gave it more exposure to a younger audience. As a result, the show's fan base grew exponentially after it had ceased production and continues to grow today as each younger generation discovers it. Right. Yeah, that's, that's you know, we talked about, it, uh, talked about that a little bit earlier. There weren't a lot of options, so, you know, you're, you're choosing between, late afternoon, you're probably choosing between, what is it, maybe some soap operas, yep. you know, uh, and then, or Brady Bunch, I mean, your your choices are limited. Dude, there was one summer, 
his mom and dad like would watch me when my parents would work and I'd go over there and his brother and his sister would be watching every day at noon days of our lives <laughs> every day like clockwork Rob wasn't in the house anymore I don't know if he was up on it every day days of our lives I guess in the army yeah I don't know if that you knew knew about this but they were obsessed with that show every day I didn't know Zach was into it I'm gonna have absolutely to him was after this. and he might deny it but he totally was I walked in and I saw them watching that many times I probably watched an episode or two because I had nothing else to do uh, I'm gonna have to call him now. I'm like Zach, man, you never told me you were in the days of our lives. Yeah, you know what it was. He was just looking for Doctor Drake from Moray yeah. to show up. So that's all he was waiting for. All right, moving on. Last fact here: many flaws were never corrected. Like most shows of that era, no one who worked on the Brady Bunch thought that the show would still be airing regularly over 40 years later after it had been canceled. So sometimes little mistakes were left unfixed in the name of finishing an episode on schedule. After all, the show aired in the days before every home had a VCR, so who would notice something like the family leaving the house in a convertible and returning from the same errand in a station wagon? Or Jan's hair mysteriously switching from a ponytail to loose around her shoulders repeatedly while the kids were building a house of cards? Those flubs and others like a tired Susan Olsen sticking her tongue out as she exited a scene, thinking it was still a rehearsal, have become part of the show's legend thanks to syndication, DVRs, and viewers with too much time on their hands. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a common thing. That you would imagine, put yourself in the creator's shoes. You know, we're, we're making a TV show that's going to air, especially this time, before they know about DVR and stuff. And like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter. People aren't going to notice that. Mm. And I say, you know, it's you know, you have YouTube, <laughs> yep. where there's whole YouTube channels just dedicated to catching mistakes and. And junk. I can't get so, enough of them; they're great. Yeah, right. I know there's a right. couple scenes where they accidentally call each other their real name. Yeah, and it it's okay. they're just all in conversation at the time, so it's hard to pick it out, and you really don't know it's there until somebody tells you it's there. But then. Well, that stuff makes it into yeah. movies, even Star yeah. Wars. Famously, yeah. uh, Mark Hamill calls Carrie Fisher Carrie when he gets down out of the X-Wing after oh, the really? Death Star. I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that got in. Oops. So, okay, yeah, that's uh, that's not surprising. Um, what's crazy is that uh, the show has lived on for so long now that... There's generations of kids that are catching it, you know, almost ironically, you know, because their parents are like, oh, let's get them turned on to Brady Bunch, you know, ironically. Believe be, me, I've tried. Know, and, and <laughs> I've tried. She wants, she's not so having it. About it. <laughs> she wanted to get her hooked on Please it. Please watch the best show ever. <laughs> You'll hate it. I promise. <laughs> she liked the monsters. She liked Adam's family. She thought those were fun. Yeah, yeah. And we won't get into too many shows here. We've got something we got to talk about next. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess, sure, that leads us in. Did you have anything else to add on Brady Bunch before we move on to our Mount Rushmore this week? No. Okay, well, we Terry decided, this was his idea, he announced this last week when he chose this as our subject, that we were going to do a Mount Rushmore of shows that ended before 1980. So, these are old, classic, vintage shows uh, Terry, I had a harder time with this than I thought I was going to. But it took you down memory road a little bit, didn't it? 
It did. It really did. And there was times that where I was like, oh, yeah. Because I was like, I thought I knew exactly. I was like, oh, this would be easy. I'm just going to. And I'm so I started thinking about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. When was that on? And then so I'm like, ah. Oh. Now, there was one show that I really wanted to get that was obviously had already gone past 80. And that was uh, Dukes of Hazard. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a good one. Too new. Yeah. So, yep. But I've got a pretty solid list here. I like here, mine. And I'm pretty proud of my four. And I think the three of us will share two. Okay. There's a there's a good there's a chance. I think, I think the three of us share two. Have you guys shared your list with no, each other? No, she sees mine right now. I haven't seen hers. His and we do have one. Oh, you only have one yep. together then, so we're not going to have two. All right. Well, we'll have one then. I think. Um, Almost positive we'll have one that we all share. I thought to all right, let's hear it then. But uh, all right, I'll go with the one that I think we all share. Okay, to start, and it's not necessarily there's aren't any order for me, but I think this is one we all share, and that's all in the family. You can share it with me. Okay, I thought Sarah would have been on board with that I one too. I do not have that one, but that was a great show. Yes, that this, that comedy this was in that so was... hard for me because a lot of those shows are. Are my favorite. Like I love them. I love old shows. So this was actually hard for me to pick. I say often replicated, never duplicated. It's unique. The way he and that show. That show could never work today. His people are too thin skinned, and and they wouldn't have, you know, uh, seen it for what it was. Was you were it was highlighting how ridiculous that mindset was. And using it, using humor as a way to um, get people to stop genuinely thinking that, and it was just misunderstood, and it's probably still misunderstood now. There's still people now that just say that that was a racist show. It wasn't a racist show. That was the whole point. Yep. And so, I honestly thought that we may not share one. We may not. What was good? Eh, I still think we have a chance to share. All one. right. Um, but yeah, all of Terry, we shared that one. Sarah, let's hear one from you then. Um, I had the Twilight Zone. I did not have the Twilight Zone. I did have the Twilight Zone. What a fantastic show, and it's still so rewatchable today. So much so yeah, that... Yeah, I don't know why. So much so that Ruby loves it, and she'll sit there and try to find a different episode. Oh, that one sounds cool. She's probably seen 40 or 50 episodes of it by now, and, and <laughs> loves it. Not all of them hit. Not all of them are perfect, but it was just so interesting and just a cool concept and there's yeah. so many guest stars well i don't mean to say stars but actors before they were big on that show so it's really cool that i should have had that on my list that one i did not register for some reason i don't know why that one did not click and i you're absolutely right that's a fantastic show i'm i'm mad at myself for not having it at least as an alternate right. All right, so Terry, you've got two years out of the way. I'll go ahead again then. I'll give you one that I think we may all three share then. Um, and if not this one, I don't think we'll share any. All, all right. Us. What about I Love Lucy? Alternate. Alternate Get, for you? Right. Oh, wow. An alternate for me Outside well. looking in. Okay, wow. That's what I'm saying. This was so hard for me because... I had so many shows that were right up there in yeah, the running. Yeah. Now I didn't see enough of I Love Listen, Lucy to really appreciate it. And there's been a Lucille oh, Ball yeah. is a is a transcendent talent. 
the episode where she's trying to advertise and sell the Vitamina <laughs> Benjamin drink, yeah. and it's got too high of an alcohol content, and she just proceeds to get lit up while she's making this commercial is one of the funniest things that's ever aired on yeah, TV. Yeah, she was uh, one of a kind. She There are several episodes I've seen where I'm just like, man, this woman's gold. I'm No wonder she was so big. It, that was She was really funny, but I didn't see enough of it to okay. list it on the Rushmore. I think my dad liked I Love Lucy. I think even my grandma Martin was, she was a show that she even liked. And my grandma Martin didn't really like a lot of TV, so I think it was just something that we would catch more often than not. So, yeah, I had I Love Lucy on there. Um, Terry, you've already burned two. Sarah, let's get another one for you. Uh, I had the Monsters on mine. <laughs> I love the Monsters. Obviously. <laughs> Wasn't it just like two seasons or something like that? Yeah, but it's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Munsters. The Munsters were, was a fun show. Yep. I mean, these shows are laugh out loud shows for me. I just <laughs> it's a, it, it's like a I'm spoof a on a sitcom. It it's like a sitcom spoof, and right. it's just silly comedy, <laughs> and it 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 works. It can, especially going back and rewatching, it's like oh my god, it's so ridiculous, but it works. It's it, I liked it too. That's a, that's an alternate. I my favorite. My favorite part of that show is the fact that they have the gorgeous blonde who's in their family, and they all act like she's ugly. <laughs> I'm just like... It's like that Twilight Zone episode that, with the pig people. Right. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, that's the best She part. tries to get her face fixed or whatever, she's and pissed. she looks at, oh, it's not fixed, because everybody else has got a pig nose except her, and then she ends up living with all these right. mutants who all look normal to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry. Did you have monsters on I your did list? Not. Alternate. Okay. Well, why don't you come again? Then why don't you go next and give us another one? Yeah, you'll get it from this. I got it. Yeah. Stanford and Son. Yes. <laughs> another good one. Oh gosh, me and Grandpa would watch Sanford and Son a lot, and he yeah. I just he had that Grandpa belly laugh watching that show, and I I oh, love Sanford and Son. I didn't get a lot of it when I was five six years old watching it but i've seen more of it since then and yeah it's so funny so funny oh i love that show i've watched some of it recently now within the last the last six months i caught some of it on on somewhere i'm like oh yeah this show is amazing red fox mm-hmm. just a a national treasure yeah this is a big one i'm coming to you elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> i love that show yeah what was the lady's name is this was it his Sister or his sister-in-law? What was her it's name? It's been too long since I it watched it, nemesis. but I remember loving it. Oh, yes. I remember his son's name, Lamont. Yeah, Lamont, that's right. Uh, but I can't remember her name, the lady that they had that was his nemesis. Anyway, yeah, great choice. Great choice. That was on mine as well. Uh, so now I'm Terry's done with three. I'm done with three. Sarah, let's get another one of I yours. I, of course, had the Brady Bunch. It is probably my favorite Show yep. to hate of all time. Ended in 1974. Okay. So. Absolutely. All right. So we won't share any then because I'll go next, and I think this is way before your guys' time, and I don't think you would have would have really latched onto this, but it was a it was a favorite in my family, and that is the Honeymooners. Oh, that's on my. I have my Honeymooners as well. That's another great show. Terry, so we shared yeah. three. Uh, yeah, me, uh, my mom and dad actually introduced me to the Honeymooners when I was a kid, okay. and that that show was great. Jackie Gleason, man, it's awesome. it's so funny, and <laughs> to the moon. 
bang. My dad used to say that all the time. Bang, zoom. <laughs> Ain't nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, what a great show. Yeah, Honeymooners. Yeah, that, that made my list for sure. All these shows talking right, about so, it, I want to go back and rewatch a lot of same. them. Same. At least a few episodes of them. Well, Sarah, um, what's your final spot on your Mount Rushmore? I had Bewitched. I ah, love yes. Bewitched so I much known that. as I was growing up. <laughs> Another one of my after school and before school favorites. I'm surprised uh, Leave It to Beaver and Andy Griffith didn't. Those make the are list. all. That's why I'm, what I'm saying. This list was so hard for me to pick. I knew you liked those too. Yeah. yeah. I never really liked Leave It to Beaver. Yeah. I don't know why. I just liked Eddie it, Haskell. It, it, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> he was fantastic. Eddie Haskell is your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh. <laughs> so, Terry, you and I, like I said, you and I shared three then. We shared Honeymooners, All the Family, and Sanford. Indeed, we did. That's crazy. I didn't think we would share that many. It's in, the outlier is... It's yeah, there. all those shows were great. And I going through, I went on IMDb and they listed every show from each decade. I went 50s, 60s, 70s. And there's so many on there I remember watching. But I, these four I got more out of than any of the other ones. Jefferson's was there always was awesome. One, um, yeah. But that ended in the 80s. Oh, it did. Barely. Okay, okay. Yep. Uh, the one that I really here's my first alternate, and I really I went back and forth, back and forth on uh, all in the family and this one. It was Welcome Back, Cop. Oh yeah, that was a good my one. My dad loved my dad loved that show, so we always watched Welcome mm. Back, yeah. Cotter. And of course, you saw the the beginning of John Travolta's yep. career and uh, the Sweat Hogs, and you know I just remember that show and always being on. And uh, so that was that was one of my alternates. The Six Million Dollar Man. There you go. <laughs> I loved that show too. Uh, good times. This was good. That was another yeah. good one. Another one that was I really wanted to get on my list was What's Happening. Oh yeah, and, I uh, did. Yeah, I that watched one? some With of B-Run. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did have as an alternate the Partridge Family. So. <laughs> Not Fat Albert. Just to make Sarah mad. <laughs> There you fi- you finally made me mad on the Brady Bunch podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, I mean, this was a fun. You know what? This was a fun exercise because I'll tell you too, Terry, that uh, I was almost annoyed last week when you picked this for our Rushmore because this was actually going to be my next pick for week six of the six weeks of small screen was we were going to each take uh, old vintage TV shows. Like three of them a piece. Uh, we're gonna do a retro review of them like that. And so, but after I heard your rush, I'm like, well, dang it, he stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he stole Jar Jar Binks in the characters you love to hate episode. He stole it was so. I just thought, well, it's great minds think alike. So we did get to talk a little bit about him and and just uh, mention him. So that's gonna be good enough. And I have a different idea now for uh, next week. But did you guys have alternates that you had that? Uh, you want to talk about? Now off the top of my head, but there was a lot, lot of stuff okay. we watched back in the day that any I go on for a while. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, 
If you would have pushed the date back to 85, you would have had two of my favorite shows of all time growing up would have been eligible. That's Dukes of Hazard and The Incredible Hulk, which were my two favorite shows as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Sorry. Inexplicably, it was David Banner instead of Bruce Banner on the TV show. Yep. So I don't know what kind of licensing problem that had to be. That they had to figure out a way how to take the David I never Banner. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, Thor makes an appearance in that TV show too. There's a TV movie, a special, you know, episode of The Incredible Hulk uh, where it's the you know Thor is on yep. there. So, and uh, it was uh, it's 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 a gem. <laughs> but anything else about these old movies? This was a great Rushmore. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, it would have been nice. We should, if I thought about it, we should have had like our parents do one of these. Oh yeah, for these old shows, that would have been fun to get the ones they picked. I got a feeling my dad's would look a lot like mine. Other than Welcome Back, Cotter would definitely have been on there. Um, but yeah, so those were shows that ended before 1980. Terry, we are going to into our final week of our six weeks of small screen and. I have, we've done lots of great things, but this is the best thing I think we could possibly do to close this out. And I'm just going to give you a quote. All right. The quote is said in the beginning of the movie. TV show. But it's not TV show. I'm sorry. Said at the beginning of the TV show. Uh, but actually, Terry, it's a TV movie that we're doing. So it was a made-for-TV movie. All right. Um, I... I think the greatest made-for-TV movie of all time. And the quote that is in the very beginning of it is, Ernest Hemingway said that every true story ends with death. Well, this is a true story. Dang it. Brian's song. Brian's song. That was a TV movie? We're doing... Yep, we're doing a tearjerker. I don't think we've done a tearjerker yet on Retro Review, but um, I can tell you with assurances, I don't remember when I first saw this 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 movie. And it was a TV movie. It ended up eventually getting a theatrical release because it was so well-received on TV. It stars James Caan mm-hmm. and Billy D. Williams as Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers of the Chicago Bears. And it is... Uh, it's a masterpiece. It's it's as far as it's for its TV movie. So the angles, the budget, you can tell are very very small. It's a very low budget production. But this movie does not. I, I remember crying almost every time I've ever seen it. You want to know something? Never seen it. Never seen really? it. I don't want to build it up too much because like I've heard I said, it's a tearjerker. You're gonna have to Terry. You're gonna have to put aside. Terry likes to poo-poo on things I like, so I'm hoping he doesn't do it this time. I've always wanted to watch this movie, so I'm not going to sit here and try to... The production of it is going to be... It looks like a set... This was made in 1971. It was a a movie made for TV in 1971, so keep that in mind when you're looking at the production of it. It looks like a a 70s TV movie. And just, you have to... Ignore like the different kind of old school camera angles and stuff like that, and just focus on the story and the relationship between these two men. Uh, it is playing on YouTube, is where you'll have to watch it. I didn't catch for it on free YouTube, on YouTube services. really for free on YouTube. The whole movie. Um, I was wondering. 
you'll probably have ads pop up. That's fine. That I mean, that happens on other things. Yeah. But yeah, Brian's song is a a classic and it is one of those movies that I think that every man should watch. Hour and 14 minutes in his lifetime. Yeah, it's it's short. Like I said, it's a t- it's a made for TV movie. Um it's you'll you'll see you can tell there there the camera fades where there would have been the commercial breaks worked into the production of the show. Uh so but you watch it with Sarah. Sarah, you'll you'll uh, you'll even break your crack your stone cold <laughs> iron heart. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that either, to be honest. Okay. Well, good. Like I said, I don't want to overhype it up too much because it's always terrible when you do that. And then like, oh. But it looks like a 70s TV movie. If you can get past that and focus on the story, um, I think you'll enjoy it. All right. And it does make me cry. It's made me cry most of the, I guess not, maybe not every time, but I, sometimes I cry when I, when, like, if I'm thinking about it and I remember it. I'm like, I get hey. like a lump in my throat. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it's it's uh, well you know especially as a as an adult. Well, I don't want to give away too much of it. So anyway, never mind. Uh, but yeah, but they give it away at the beginning. That quote: Ernest Hemingway said that every true story ends with death. Well, this is a true story, and so they kind of tee you up for what you're in for um, at the beginning. All right. So yeah, next week Brian's song to close out our six weeks of small screen. Sarah. I love it when you're on the podcast. It's always fun. I had fun. a lot of fun. Watching you trying in vain <laughs> to control your laughter is a high form of entertainment for me. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I Every tried day. so hard. It's, 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 like, <laughs> it's like she's over there she's over there like this. I'm trying to hold it in. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, I had a great time. Thank you again for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. You are our our favorite guest. I think that's uh, pretty well established. Oh, it's always fun. All right. Well, Terry, do you have anything else to no, add? Sir. All right. Next week is Brian's song, and for retro review with Rob and Terry. Well, hold on, I missed it. I messed that all up, Terry. I got ahead of myself. I didn't thank our listeners and our fans. I want to thank all of our fans for tuning in with us. You hope that we hope that you enjoy it as much as we do for Retro Review with Rob and Terry. I am Rob. And this is Terry. And that yeah. is God bless you and good night.